0: St. Paul encourages the community at Ephesus to rejoice and to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and this is indeed part of the life of the church. It's what we are called to do in so many ways, is to, to sing to the Lord a hymn of praise, is to adore our blessed Lord. To sing the songs, of course, is a, the composition of our own, but the, the psalms are his, The psalms, they teach us how it is that we ought to pray, what it is that we should say, how do we handle the things that arise within our minds or within our hearts, as indeed the psalms themselves contain every human emotion and what to do with it. They are a fantastic formative place for us to go continuously to pray, to allow our Lord to shape our minds and to shape our hearts as we draw closer and closer in union with him. This encouragement, injunction of St. Paul to pray in songs and hymns and spiritual songs is, of course, embodied in the church in in its fuller form in the divine office. The divine office, that wonderful time of prayer, of spreading through the course of the day for the sanctification of the day, various psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, exactly as St. Paul encourages. The divine office, in the traditional form, giving eight different hours during the day, as a reminder of even the words in the psalms themselves, of seven times a day I praise you, and at night I rise to bless your name. These eight days, these eight times, rather, each day, being that fulfillment of the word, of at various hours of the day, seeking to turn and have recourse to the Lord, to turn our mind to him. It's a good and holy thing to do so, because it's easy for us to be caught up in the work of the day, I myself have been uh, guilty of having prayed far too many uh, what I call brevathons. It's when I have the obligation to pray the full course of the breviary and the day is a very busy one and, and at eight o'clock at night, I'm starting my morning prayer and then my daytime prayer and then my evening prayer and then right at nighttime, I start my nighttime prayer right on time. But this is not, of course, the ideal it's for us, rather, instead to be able to sanctify the day by stopping at moments here and there, to be able simply to, to lift our eyes to heaven and to lift our voices in praise, to turn to Him in an adoration in these songs and hymns and spiritual songs. In the early church, this came in a variety of manifestations. Of course, the Jewish people had a tremendous devotion to praying the Psalms. The Psalms were, were essentially memorized in so many Jewish minds. Because it was, especially for the priest, it was, they would be singing the psalms as they'd be offering the lambs and offering the sacrifices. It was a normative thing. It was, it wasn't that they kind of stopped doing everything and just prayed the psalm, but the psalm was the, it was the background music, so to speak, of the day, continuously pouring forth from their lips. And so too, even in the homes, in the homes of the Jewish people, the psalms being prayed with great regularity, many of them being, again, memorized. And so in the early church, it was normative that that the apostles would go around, and they too would be reciting the psalms, praying the psalms, going at the various times of the day to be able to stop and and to turn their eyes heavenward and to lift up these hymns of praise. In the deserts, however, it was not enough simply to to spread them out for specific occasions, but the desert fathers and mothers, these individuals who were called to hermetic life, went out into the deserts. And many of them would pray the entirety of the book of Psalms every single day, 150 of them, and that's a large chunk of time. But whenever you're a hermit in the desert, you have it, and so you do it. And these were men and women who, many of them, they would simply have it all memorized because… You can't recite the entire Psalter in order for, for too long before you start to just, you know it by heart. And whether there was light or not, you knew what was to be prayed. You could offer that prayer to our Lord. That of course is again not a viable option for the majority of people. Most of us are not desert hermits. But it is for us still to allow these things to sanctify our day. And so, in time, the, the church began the regular custom of praying the office at certain times a day, again, the, the seven times a day and one time at night, and setting aside, of, you know, sorting out the psalms so that they would be prayed, all of them, throughout the course of a week. This is still a large, a large daily cursus of prayers, but nonetheless, it is something a bit more manageable for those who are required to be in the act of life. But for this even although it may not be possible for the vast majority of you, and certainly is difficult for me on a good day, it is something that the Lord invites us to, at least in some small part. Not that we have to pick up the divine office and and pray each of the eight hours or to be able to stop all of the day, because again, your own state in life is the primary piece. You as husbands and wives or mothers and fathers or in whatever capacity it is the Lord has placed you in your state in life, as you continue through the course of your day, it is not always possible to do all of these things, but it is possible to do some, and in some small way. It was especially kind of a great, a great renewal in the life of the church in the last three centuries as many of the devotional prayers began to be more and more uh, alive and specifically focused on the life of the lay faithful of the laity being able to, to take part of what, was, what is normatively, uh, the requirements of the, of the clergy and religious, but also to live it devotionally in the home. Many, teen, many things, but certainly there are uh, the books of the, of the early 20th century, where it was often referred to as the layman's breviary, was the, the daily hours of prime, the first hour of the day, a simple, a shorter time, but it's the, it's the hour that begins with a focus upon work, upon entrusting the day's labors to the Lord. It's a short one, rather. And the second half of it is pretty much the same every single day, so the psalms change a little bit, but the daily prayers are repetitive so that they can be impressed upon one's heart. That one can pray the psalms in a brief moment, and then, just like the, just like the priest of the, of the Old Testament of, the, of our Lord's time, to be able to go about brushing one's teeth, combing one's hair, combing one's children's hair, doing whatever it is that's required in the morning and allowing that morning prayer to continue to resonate as it's been impressed upon you. And this is part of the reason why it became known as the, the layman's, the layman's breviary in that sense is because it's, it's easily memorized, at least in part, and can be quickly offered as a starting point of the day and trusting all of one's day, a sort of uh, expanded morning offering given over to our blessed Lord. To this, we could also add the the wonderful devotion of the little office of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Those who who have uh, been enrolled in the brown scapular, there's a requirement for all of us uh, who wear the brown scapular to make some daily offering of prayer, to make some daily offering of praise. It's typically the little office of the Blessed Virgin Mary, or for priests, the satisfaction that a whole divine office fulfills it or many people will, will substitute for it uh, a daily rosary or some good work along those lines. But these are things in which, uh, again, simply a daily reminder to us to ensure that something is happening within our soul every day, and especially that we're turning toward the Lord. And I think there's a special power in the psalms and the hymns of Mother Church. And so it's my encouragement to you is to find some manner to incorporate the divine office into your life. It doesn't have to be every day. If you want to start and kind of dip your toes in the water to see what it's like and how it can work for your family, consider doing it on Sunday afternoons or Sunday evenings or perhaps a a Sunday morning thing before you come to the Mass here. A simple time of prayer. It lasts no more than 10 minutes or so. But it's a beautiful thing to turn one's mind, to turn one's heart to God, and to be able, if your family is comfortable doing so, to sing a bit to the Lord to lift up your voices to him. If Sunday is sufficient for you, God be praised. It's a great start. And if the Lord is calling you to more, God be praised. Follow after him. One doesn't have to pray again all the hours or pray every single day, but to do morning prayer and evening prayer, the the lauds and vespers of the day, certainly a, a helpful thing, a praiseworthy thing. To conclude the day with night prayer instead, Again, a good examination of conscience and night prayer itself is also a very helpful thing. In night prayer each night, we are reminded that the devil is prowling like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. It's a good daily reminder to remind ourselves of these things and to continue to press ourselves more and more into the heart of our Lord. And so this is the invitation that St. Paul gives to us today, and that I encourage you as well to take some form of the divine office and to make it yours. You don't have to buy a book necessarily. We've got phone apps galore these days. I'm sure the little office of Blessed Virgin Mary is readily accessible on the internet. I know that the breviary is in the traditional form. There's a whole variety of these things. If you want to pray it in Latin, go to town. But if you don't know Latin, pray it in English. It's especially effective. It is good and praiseworthy. And so, simply to offer these things to our Lord, to be able to offer that hymn of praise, to allow the Psalms frequently to be found upon our lips so as to shape our minds and our hearts, and to know that to the extent that we do these things, the course of our days change. Because whereas in the past, our minds may have been determined or or fixed by the, the media which we watch or other things that happen to surround us more and more frequently, We will find upon our minds and find upon our lips the words of the Psalms, the words of the sacred scriptures, the words of Christ himself given to us in his holy word. We pray this will continue to sanctify us and to save us to the glory of God the Father.